Have you heard all the noise the new 1099 is making? There have been some changes in the 1099 world that you will need to know about for the end of this year. If you've been issuing 1099s in your business, you're going to want to listen in and make sure you are issuing them correctly for the year ending 2020. You're listening to the Mastering Your Small Business Finances podcast, where we get straight to the point on topics that ultimately affect your bottom line. That's right. As an entrepreneur with a small business, money management, growth, marketing, they all affect your bottom line. I'm your host, Chris Ponick. I'm a certified public accountant, and I've been helping small business owners like you navigate and easily understand these complicated topics for over 25 years. I'm a wife, a mom, a grandmother, and a small business owner myself, so I know your time is valuable. In my free time, I make the best sugar cookies and have mastered an amazing chocolate chip cookie recipe. And that's not just my opinion. You're in the right place. I promise your time will be well spent here. Each week, you'll gain confidence and clarity while making a successful impact on your business and grow your bottom line. Get comfy, grab a cookie, and let's get straight to the point with this week's episode. Are you looking for a computerized software solution to do your bookkeeping? I highly recommend checking out QuickBooks Online. I've been using QuickBooks myself for over 20 years, and they really know how to streamline processes and make your bookkeeping and recording your transactions simple and easy. QuickBooks is one of the top software solutions used by small business owners, and I would say that over 95% of my clients are currently using QuickBooks for their businesses. One of the features most of my clients and I take advantage of is the option to set up bank feeds. You simply link your bank account to your QuickBooks account and QuickBooks will automatically import each transaction into your QuickBooks file. You'll save a ton of time not having to manually enter each of these transactions. You simply review each of the transactions and make sure they're getting recorded to the appropriate account. And then click one button and they're in. Wanna know more? Head over to financialadventure.com QuickBooks and learn how you can save 50% off of your first three months. Welcome back. In this episode, we're going to cover what you need to know about the 1099 NEC, Non-Employee Compensation Form. If you've heard about this form already and have questions about it, or if you're listening in and thinking, what is a 1099 NEC form? I'm here to help you understand more about it. There's a lot of valuable information here, so be sure to state until the end. First, what exactly is a 1099 NEC form? Well, it's simply the form you need to use if you have any non-employee compensation you need to report to the IRS. You may have used the 1099 miscellaneous form in the past to record this information, but starting in 2020, you will be using the 1099 NEC form. It's not a replacement of the 1099 miscellaneous form, It's only replacing the use of the 1099 miscellaneous form for reporting independent contractor payments. According to the IRS, you will report this form for each person in the course of your business to whom you've paid at least $600 in services performed by someone who is not your employee, including parts and materials, and it would be recorded in Box 1. Cash payments for fish, 
or other aquatic life you purchase from anyone engaged in the trade or business of catching fish in box one. You might be asking, did she just say cash payments for fish? Yes, I said cash payments for fish. This may or may not apply to your business. And lastly, payments to an attorney in box one as well. You must also file Form 1099-NEC for each person you have withheld any federal income tax under the backup withholding rules, regardless of the amount of payment. This will be reported in box four. You'll only use Form 1099-NEC for payments that are made in the course of your trade or business and not personal payments. There are some exceptions though. I'm going to cover four of the payments for which a Form 1099-NEC is not required, and I'll put a link in the show notes so you can see the other exceptions. Number one, generally payments to a corporation, including a limited liability company or LLC, that's treated as a C or an S corporation. Number two, payments for merchandise, telegrams, telephone, freight, storage, and other similar items. Number three, payments of rent to real estate agents or property managers. However, the real estate agent or property manager must use Form 1099 miscellaneous to report the rent paid over to the property owner. Number four, wages paid to employees, which are reported on Form W-2, the wage and tax statement. What does this really mean for you as a small business owner? You're going to need to issue a 1099 NEC form if you paid $600 or more in fees, commissions, prizes, and awards for services performed as a non-employee and other forms of compensation for services performed for your trade or business by an individual who is not your employee. You'll report these amounts in box one of the 1099 NEC form. Wow, that's a lot of information. Some examples that you may see in your business would be payments you have made for professional services such as attorneys, accountants, contractors, referral fees, or independent contractors. Are you still with me? I know it may be confusing, but hang in there. You're doing great. You might be asking, how will you know if you need to file a 1099-NEC form for one of your vendors? You'll want to have each of your vendors fill out a W-9 form which will have them list their business name, address, and the entity type, and either their social security number or their federal ID number. This is the information you'll use to file your 1099-NEC form. If they select either the C or S corporation, this is how you'll be able to determine if the payments you make to them are considered made to a corporation and listed as one of the exclusions I mentioned previously. How about a little history lesson? If you've been around for a while, this form may not be new to you. It's been absent for about 38 years, but kind of like how bell bottoms come back in style, the 1099 NEC form is back and you will need to file it for the year 2020. So who gets the 1099 NEC when you file it? You'll end up filing copy A with the IRS, copy one with the State Department if applicable, copy B and copy 2 go to the independent contractor, and copy C is for you to keep for your records. These copies can either be filed electronically or you can mail them to the IRS. I will put a link in the show notes so you can quickly see where you need to file your forms. 
The deadline for filing the 1099 NEC is January 31st. I know this is a lot of information, but all in all, I really wanted you to be aware of what the 1099 NEC form is, who you need to file it for, and how to file the form. Alright, to recap this episode, number one, the 1099 NEC form is simply the form that you need to fill out if you have any non-employee compensation. Number two, It's only replacing the use of the 1099 miscellaneous form for reporting independent contractor payments. Number three, you'll report this form for each person in the course of your business for whom you've paid at least $600 in services performed by someone who is not your employee. Number four, you'll also file form 1099 NEC for each person that you have withheld any federal income tax under the backup withholding rules. Number five, Form 1099 NEC is for payments that are made in the course of your trade or business and not personal payments. Number six, some exceptions would be payments to a corporation, payments for merchandise, payments of rent, and wages paid to employees. Number seven, some examples that you may see in your business would be payments you have made for professional services, such as attorneys, accountants, contractors, referral fees, or independent contractors. Number eight, you'll want to make sure each of your vendors fill out a W-9 form, which will have them list their business name, address, entity type, and their social security number or federal ID number. And number nine, the deadline for filing the 1099 NEC is January 31st. I also wanted to let you know about my upcoming masterclass, I'll be talking about seven mistakes to avoid in your small business. In this masterclass, you can learn the insider secrets successful entrepreneurs have overcome to raise the level of success in their businesses. If you're interested in attending this free masterclass, please go to financialadventure.com mistakes and register today to save your seat. And you know I'm going to ask what's at least one thing you'll take away from this episode that will help your business succeed and grow your bottom line. If you need some accountability, join our private Facebook community and post your action item. We'd love to support you. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this episode of Mastering Your Small Business Finances. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you, I'd love for you to give it a five-star rating and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Visit financialadventure.com for the show notes, links from this episode, and while you're there, leave a comment if you have a topic you're interested in learning more about that affects your bottom line. If you're looking for a community where you can ask questions and get feedback about your small business, join my private Facebook group. You can find the links to this group and more on financialadventure.com. And remember, any financial information shared on this podcast is not to be considered professional, financial, or tax advice and should not be solely relied upon. Please consult your CPA or tax advisor for an opinion on your specific circumstances. I'm looking forward to having you tune in next time. Until then, dream big, follow your heart, and love what you do.